Welcome to the Orange County Catholic Radio Show on AM 1000 in Orange and San Diego counties and on AM 930 in Los Angeles County. Each week, we bring you compelling conversation with church leaders and laity, talking about the things going on in our diocese and discussing the important issues that impact the world around us. We're coming to you through the good offices of Relevant Radio from our studios on the campus of Christ Cathedral in Garden Grove, where Catholic faith is crystal clear. Here now to introduce our guest and today's topic is your host, Rick Howick. And welcome to Orange County Catholic Radio. Hey, we have something very different today that we're doing. We are going over some of the audio that we were able to take from the dedication of Christ Cathedral. And we were able to not only be present there for the opening, but we were able to interview some of the people that were coming and some of the people that were going, including not only some of the the parishioners that were going in, but some of the 60 or so bishops that we had there. It's a lot of fun to listen to. It's a little bit hard to listen to, but it's got some really good stuff, and I hope that you'll enjoy it. So without further ado, here's some of the audio from the day that we opened Christ Cathedral. And we're here with Father Chris, who's in charge of this whole thing. Father Chris, we're about ready to go in for Mass. What are your thoughts as we get ready to finally inaugurate this building? Well, I'm so excited. I was just saying... The last time I felt like this was the day I was ordained a priest. <laughs> you know, like that took eight years. This has taken almost eight years. I didn't know what I was in for, and we don't know what we're in for once we're open. And I know we're in for a beautiful future as the Diocese of Orange uh, because of this place. You couldn't ask for a more beautiful day. Hopefully this portends for a beautiful Mass. Yes. What's going to be happening? I understand we've got a massive procession that's going to yes. take place yes. what's it going to look like for those who are able to go inside well we'll have a procession of almost 200 well more than that because there's almost more priests than that but we'll have wow. like 60 bishops and uh, two representatives from every of our 62 parishes and centers wow. and then some representatives from the different groups and knights of and ladies of the different orders and it'll be beautiful we'll have the the grand opening if you will of the doors of the cathedral and then we'll walk in and the, the ceremony begins. So the blessing of the doors is what's going to inaugurate all of this. Yes, it all starts here. It starts actually with the literal handing over the building by the architects and the contractors. That's so cool. So yes. we're going to see the architect handing over to Bishop? Yes. And then Bishop then gets to open the doors, bless the doors, and allow the people to process well, through. Well, the fun thing is I get to open the doors. Bishop's going to ask me to open the doors. Because you're his designee. Yeah. Very so, good. I yeah, like this. This yeah, is good. Yeah. Well, Father, thank you so very much for spending some time talking with us. Have a very good opening, and yes. hopefully we'll check in right afterwards. We'll okay. see if we can. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Have okay. a good day. Bye, Bye, Jim. And we are here with Bishop Fryer, and he's about ready to go inside for the opening ceremonies for the cathedral. Bishop, what are you looking forward to most about this? I think just so many people coming together and praying for the first time celebrating Mass in this building. It's historic. It's going to be moving. But just imagine that Jesus Christ, body, blood, soul, divinity, will be on that altar in just a couple of hours. It gives me chills. It looks like it's going to start with an opening of the doors ceremony. What does that opening of the doors to the cathedral symbolize to you? To me, it symbolizes that this cathedral is going to be open for everybody to have an encounter with Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter their faith tradition. Hopefully, as anybody comes onto the campus, they'll experience God's love, God's mercy, God's compassion, and hopefully walk away 
wanting to get to know him more and love him more. We're going to check in with you a little bit later on. I want to thank you so much for taking a moment to talk with us. Enjoy everything that today has to offer, Bishop, and thank you for talking with us. Thank you very much. I look forward to seeing you. See you in a little bit. Thank you. And we're here with Mark McElrath, who is ready to go inside for the beginning, for the opening of the cathedral. You've been involved with Santiago Retreat Center for quite some time and an important uh, member of the community here in the Diocese of Orange. What does the opening of this new cathedral mean to you? The day of dedication of the cathedral is a major milestone moment in this journey that we're all on. Rick, I just walked down to campus uh, with Dan Dulek and also with Bishop Andy Taylor. Bishop Taylor is with the uh, Lutheran Synod here in Orange, and we were remarking about what an amazing journey of unity we're all on in the long sphere of time. And this this dedication is really a, a moment of integration, taking this campus, which was for 50 years evangelical Christianity, and now it's evangelical Catholic Christianity, sharing the good news in a new way with new joy and new zeal, but living the sacramental life of the Catholic Church. So I think all of us understand that we're witnessing history unfolding before us. Thank you so much for your thoughts, and we'll hopefully check in a little bit later on. Thanks, Mark. Thank you, Rick. And I'm Rick Howick, and with me today is Jim Duncan, who is from St. Philip Benizzi in Fullerton. And St. Philip Benizzi Parish went through a building project as well, and you were part of that. Yeah, I was, I've been a parishioner, my wife and I, for a long time, and uh, the church burned down. So we had quite a you know, long period of time where we start from scratch. Where we worshiped in a tent. Wow. And then uh, finally we got permission to go ahead with uh, construction and uh, have a very nice church now. That's fantastic. So you would uniquely appreciate all that's had to go into the refurbishing of this building. I absolutely do, and I've been behind it. Well, I'm so glad that you were able to come in and, and experience this. I know that there are a lot of people who want to be here. I'm glad that you're one of the ones that's been able to be here. Well, thank you, Rick. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for talking to us. Thank you. Father, if you're going to sit down, you're fair game, right? Fair game. <laughs> and we're here with Father Pat Philbin, who's a Marianist, and he's here to take part in the procession, and we've got a moment with him. Father, what are your feelings now that the building is ready to be dedicated? I feel ecstatic. I am so proud to be a Catholic. I am so grateful to Robert Schuler and his community for giving us, passing over to us, this awesome property. And I hope that it just fills the diocese with the love of Jesus and love of one another. One of the things they're going to start with is the blessing and opening of the doors. What does that symbolize for you? It symbolizes for me opening our hearts, opening our hearts to the poor, the needy, the immigrant, to everybody in this diocese who needs the love of Jesus. How long have you been serving in the diocese, Father? I'm a religious order priest. I've been in the diocese I think since 1985. And how long have you been a priest, Father? I've only been a priest 48 years. Not only 48! <laughs> Father, I just said so I can say thank you for your service. My pleasure. And make sure that you pray for all of us at Relevant Radio. May I add one other thing? I am really a missionary. I am back now. I work in Vietnam. Wow. And I teach English to first-year seminarians and to Carmelite cloistered nuns. Wow, been doing good. that now for 20 years. 
That's fantastic. So happy to be home and part of all this. I'm so glad that you're able to be part of all this, too. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you. Blessings to you. We're here with three of the priests that are about to go in. Uh, Father, what's your name? Gaston. Gaston. Father Gaston, what do you think about the opening of the diocesan doors? Mm, I'm very happy. (laughs) And you're Father Antonio. And what's it like for you to be here? It's very blessing for the diocese because it's the the center for all evangelization and for the teaching of uh, our faith. It's it, very special for us. It is, and I want to thank you for that. And then you are Father, your, your deacon, name is? Deacon Eric. A deacon. Ah, are you a permanent deacon? No, no, transitional. Transitional deacon. So you're going to be a father. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for your service in advance. Thank What's you. it like for you, brand new to this whole ministry, to stand here? Well, a big blessing, a new house for the diocese, beautiful house consecrated to the Lord, the house where I will be ordained priest in 10 days. 10 days, congratulations so, in advance. Blessings to you in blessings, advance. correct. Yeah. This is what this building is all about, is to have this joy of celebration of Christ's ministry. Thank you, fathers. Thank you. We're here with Father Glenn Botton, and he's about ready to process inside for the dedication of the cathedral father what's what does this mean for you that's an excellent question rick i I have a story i hope you have just a moment i have okay so there i was a man who i i was either i think was my last year at ucla and i was coming back to visit friends the crystal cathedral was under construction and here we were young guys we went through the construction uh the barriers and then we were walking along the catwalks. Oh, no. The place. The, <laughs> so you've been up there already. I've been up there already. So this is God's. This is God's humor. It I'm, is God's humor. I'm back. You almost became one of those flying angels I used to have when they did the the glory of Christmas, that kind of thing. So yeah, it's unca- it's uncanny actually. Now you are a convert. I am on several different levels, which uh, we're going to have you back on so we can talk more about that. But what does it mean, especially for you? as someone who has been involved with the broader range yeah. of Christianity, yeah. to come and see the doors being blessed and opened by our, by our bishop? What an excellent question. That's a central question for me, and so thank you for asking. I mean, you know, I knew the sh- I, I went to, uh, to school with Jeannie Schuler, the daughter. So there's another touch point. I mean, here's a group of, of Dutch Reformed uh, Protestant Christians, and Schuler, of course, had great regard for the church Catholic. I met with John Paul II, yeah, and asking for the Holy Father's blessing back in the day when, when this, before it was even constructed. And so it's, there's this cycle in my own life where I'm coming back, as it were, uh, to the Crystal Cathedral that's now going to be the Christ Cathedral, which is a phenomenally beautiful reality, the way the Holy Spirit has been working uh, in his church. But also in terms of Protestants at large, I mean, my story is kind of like an anecdote of a much larger picture of how it is that Protestant Christians are looking into the truth and the beauty of the Catholic Church. Maybe this is a, a kind of a symbol or a kind of a, uh, of a of almost a parable of how it is that God will help our Protestant brothers and sisters see how their Christian faith is completed by their association with the Catholic Church or perhaps by their reception, better yet, uh, into the Roman Catholic Church. Father, I want to thank you so very much. Enjoy the day and blessings to you. Good. Thank you so much, Rick. Blessings to you. Thank you. We're here with Kathy Douglas, who writes for Orange County Catholic. Kathy, what's your reaction to all that's been going on in the preparation and now this day when they're opening the cathedral and they're blessing the doors? 
Well, I've been involved with the cathedral uh, since 2014. So I've done a lot of writing of fundraising materials and a lot of stories for Orange County Catholic about all the progress that we've been making since purchasing the cathedral. And it's just such a blessing to be here today to see it all come to fruition. You've been around long enough to see some transitions. Things have changed in the church. What does it symbolize to you about how this was Crystal Cathedral, now becoming Christ Cathedral, and yet with really the blessing of the Schulers and all that that might represent? Does that speak to you in a special way? It does. I grew up in Santa Ana. I still live in Santa Ana. I've had my career with the Orange County Register and a number of other media outlets around here. And so, uh, and I actually was in Girl Scout troop with uh, Jeannie Schuler. So, oh, we just talked to a priest who went to school with her. <laughs> yeah, we saw the glory of Christmas one year. My grandmother, who wasn't Catholic, was a big Schuler fan. She had all of his books. So, just to see it become part of the Catholic Church is such an incredible blessing. We are so blessed to have an international architectural wonder as the seat of the Orange County Diocese. There is a growth to this diocese that has been phenomenal for the last 30, 40 years. And the numbers of, of cultures that have presented themselves is incredible. Does this speak to you in any special way about that? Yes, I think uh, more than individual parishes, the seat of the diocese, Christ Cathedral, will be a place of gathering for uh, Hispanic, Korean, Vietnamese, um, Chinese, all kinds of cultural traditions, and for us all to come to be part of one uh, place where we can worship together. Kathy, we know that you've been involved with Orange County Catholic for a while. The original host was Patrick Mott. What do you think he would have thought or how his re reaction would be to this day? Uh, Pat died of cancer about a year ago, and um, I know that he is here today, and he's so happy that um, we finally made it to this point and um, that we have people throughout the world who are enjoying this moment. Kathy, thank you so very much for sharing with us, and enjoy your day. And with us today is Father Darren Marino, who's getting ready to go in for the dedication ceremony of the doors and then the cathedral itself. Father, what does this mean to you? Well, you know, as a priest, it's always great to see, like, the doors open wide to Christ. Um, it's really exciting for the church, the new evangelization, uh, a very historical event. So to have to be part of a historical opportunity to evangelize through the Catholic Church, through liturgy, through all, you know, even though we have all this negative press lately, we still are a church that will always will exist. We'll always be here until the end of time and god will always triumph and so for me this is a triumphant experience not triumphalism like we're like the only church in the world but for us it's, it's catholics who brought christianity to the world uh this is just a great opportunity to be global about our catholicism for those of us who grew up here this has been the crystal cathedral what does its change to christ cathedral symbolize do you think what does it symbolize to you that christianity is still strong that the Catholic Church is still relevant, and that the Catholic Church will uh, always be the light in this world of darkness, and then that we actually should, as Catholics, start thinking about how we can be more visible with our faith. Father Darren Marino, thank you so very much for spending a moment. Thank Have you. a blessed day. All right, God bless. We're here with Fred Swan, who was the original organist 
for the Crystal Cathedral years ago when Robert Schuler opened this building. What does this day mean for you? Oh, I think it's very exciting. I'm so glad that it's been maintained as a place of worship, and the organ that I played for so long has been completely restored and is now being installed. So um, I've seen the inside. It's gorgeous, and it's a very exciting day. Thank you so very much for sharing your time with us. Thanks, Brett. We're here with Elizabeth Sandoval, who's a member of the diocesan staff. You work in the office of what? The events department. What does this day, the, the dedication finally after several years of Christ Cathedral, mean to you? To me, it means that we're going to be able to settle down and move forward as we've made that big transition from Marywood to our Christ Cathedral campus. The people who are not members of the staff may not realize just how important that transition is, but it really was a big transition from Marywood, very different campus. But this offers some opportunities too, doesn't it? Yes, it does. So today they're going to open the doors and they're going to dedicate that. Does that hold any significant meaning for you? It does. Even though I'm, I don't live currently in this county, this is my home. I got married at St. Joseph, so just to see a cathedral within my diocese that I used to belong to is a very happy moment for my. Thank you very much for coming in and for sharing with us. Thank you. Kenny, you've been involved with Santiago Retreat Center and their media outlets. What is it like seeing the Christ Cathedral finally dedicated? It's a big day. It's not too often we see a cathedral being dedicated, and it's good to see people from different backgrounds and all walks of life here in Orange County gather together for this big occasion. You've been involved here in the Diocese of Orange for how long? Uh, for about a year now. So I'm really I'm a native of Northern California. So this is actually kind of new to you. What stands out probably most to you that's distinct or different about this? Well, the structure, you know, it's very, very modern looking and a lot of glass. And it really stands out. Even as you drive the freeway, you can see the big tower uh, as you come towards it. So it's a big uh, it's a big presence here in this area. Thank you so much for your ministry. And I hope that you stay a long time helping to contribute to our diocese as well. Oh, thank you. Blessings. James, you've been involved with EWTN and the television studio that they have here. We're finally dedicating the cathedral. What's this mean for you? as someone who is seeing this as a world ministry center? My hope is that uh, this campus, this cathedral, and this diocese uh, reinvents the church, brings in a new evangelization, and redefines what cathedral and a cathedral campus means, which goes back to the Middle Ages when the cathedral was the center of life. And we're seeing that now in the modern day, and I'm hoping to reconnect and remind audiences and people in believers and non-believers that our faith goes all the way back to the beginning longer than anyone else around i know that one of the first things we did here was to refurbish the eighth floor where the television studio is on it's now being used by ewtn a lot what kinds of programming are you carrying up there we do Spanish programming. We have a weekly Father Spitzer's Universe show. And in a way, in special events, we're carrying this Mass today live to the world. And what we're doing is really following in the footsteps of Robert Schuler's televangelism legacy, which has been continued with, which Archbishop Sheen really founded on, in the church, which Mother Angelica laid forth in EWTN and which other uh, ministries are doing. So we're just continuing that legacy. I want to thank you so very much for sharing your thoughts with us. Have a blessed rest of your day. Thanks. 
We're here with Father Mike Hannafin, who is waiting to go in to celebrate this dedication of the doors first and then of the cathedral itself. Father, what does this mean to you? Well, we've, we are 42 years as a diocese. We never really built our own cathedral. This is our first opportunity to have a real cathedral and not just a parish church that is turned into cathedral. This cathedral was originally done by Robert Schuler, who himself was actually quite glad that it was able to become a part of the Catholic vision. What does that mean to the priests in the diocese? Well, before, when it was uh, the Crystal Cathedral, it really was not a cathedral because it didn't have a cathedra, which is the bishop's chair. Hey, and his dream of having a cathedral here in Orange County was realized because now we do have a cathedra, the bishop's chair, in Christ's Cathedral. I want to thank you so much, Father. Blessings to you. God bless you. And we're here with Daniel Guzman, who I happen to have known for a long, long time. We worked together in high school. You're now a DRE here in the Diocese of Orange, and you're here for the dedication of Christ Cathedral. What's this like for you? Oh, my. It it is incredible. I'll be honest with you. I'm I'm a little afraid because this place is uh, glamorous. It's got glitz. It's it's big. Let's call it that. It's, It's a little intimidating my first time here. This campus has the ability as well to speak to the rest of the world. People know what this campus is. They've heard of Crystal Cathedral before. How do you think that might be able to be used in the evangelization of Christ? You're a DRE. What do you think about the ability to use a facility like this for education? I was thinking of that just as I parked. And by the way, parking itself is part of the ceremony. Okay, that I'm convinced. <laughs> you have to do a lot of prayer to find a parking space right now. That's true. Well said. Uh, Calvary full of grace, help me find a parking space. <laughs> anyway, how can this place be used for evangelization? I thought of bringing my kids, for example, all of the uh, kids in catechism that I, that I lead, which is 1,500. Wow. And lead them through the meaning of each of the places here. Not only the Catholic part, which is the whole campus, but its history of how other people have also embraced the gospel. Robert Shoulders and, and the, the church that was here before them. As a matter of fact, you step on every part of the concrete and there is a Bible message. There's a Bible quote, people who have had faith before us, what it means. I I haven't said much about the statues. Oh, gosh, and we're standing right by the uh, suicide prevention tower. The very first one in California. I didn't know that. The Tower Tower of Hope. Uh, So it's full of evangelization message all all over. I I love this place already. Yes, I am still intimidated because it's big (laughs) and glitzy. But God can use it. But God can use it. Thank you, Daniel, so much for talking to us. You're awesome, Rick. How are we we're here outside the cathedral with Danielle and Jesus, and they're parishioners at what parish? St. Mary's. St. Mary's Parish. And you're here at the dedication. What does it mean to you to be able to be here today to see the Christ Cathedral finally dedicated? I think it's a big deal because it's a big step for, for the faith here in, in Orange County. It's just amazing how how Christ is living through each and every one of us, and being able to be here is just it's just a blessing. And what do you think? You're, you're a mom. What's it like for you to be at the dedication of a cathedral? Um, it's a big blessing and an honor to be here. We were invited, um, and we're going to be here and allow these blessings to come through that God wants to give us. And what's your name, sweetheart? Sophia. And are you excited? Is there one person you want to see most when you go inside? Have you ever met Bishop Van before? 
It's hard to see a nodding on the radio, but she's nodding her head. Are you excited to be able to meet Bishop Van? Has he been to your school before? When you nod your head, we can't hear you, but that's okay, sweetheart. <laughs> and I hope that you enjoy your time. Go in, find your seats, enjoy your day, and come back out and tell us how it went. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. We're here with Tracy Kincaid, who is involved with media relations for the Diocese of Orange. What's it like, Tracy, to finally have the day arrive where the cathedral is going to be finally dedicated? It's spectacular. It really is. If you go inside, it's everyone's just jubilant today. And I think they're just waiting with anticipation for the bishop's doors to open for the very first time and for everyone to proceed in and for the actual, the to become a Catholic church. We're actually watching the priests process past us right now on their way in. You've been involved with the diocese here for a fairly short amount of time. This is a new beginning for you. It's a new beginning for the diocese in many ways. And they're going to start with the opening of the doors. What does that kind of a, of a new start mean for you? Personally, um, I, I took this job because it was very mission-driven. I knew that this cathedral was going to bring more people to the faith. And uh, I think that's done that. I could tell just from the media response we've received from everyone wanting to see inside the tickets. I think that the people will be coming from all over the world. And um, that excites me. And they're all coming to God. Tracy, thank you so much for spending a few moments with us. I hope that you've been enjoying what you've been listening. We're about to go to break, but don't go away because we have a lot of other audio that's coming in from a lot of the people that were there including some other of the bishops, and a, a real surprise. And we will be right back. Are you planning your summer staycation? Stay cool and enjoy Michelangelo's Sistine Chapel exhibition in the Cathedral Cultural Center on Christ Cathedral Campus. We're conveniently located near exits off the 5, 57, and 22 in Garden Grove, close to Disneyland but with plenty of free parking. Enjoy viewing each of Michelangelo's 34 frescoes in life-size, up-close, never-before-seen perspective. Explore this stunning artwork at your own pace and admire it from close-up that's physically impossible to achieve in the actual Sistine Chapel. Get your tickets now at SistineExhibit.com. Special pricing available for children, college students, military, seniors, and groups of 10 or more. That's SistineExhibit.com. This is John Romero, the music director of Christ Cathedral in Garden Grove, and we have a spectacular repeat performance of the Libra Boy Choir from London, Tuesday night, August 6th at 7.30 p.m. And this boy choir, ages 7 through 16, is like no other you've ever heard. Last year's performance was completely sold out. Get your tickets early. Christ Cathedral Concerts, great music in a sacred place. For tickets, visit ChristCathedralMusic.org. On August 10th, you're invited to St. Joachim Church in Costa Mesa for a Divine Mercy Conference. Join Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry for a day of renewal. Speakers include Deacon Steve Greco, Father Tim Peters, Dr. Elizabeth Kim, and Evangelist Alexis Walkenstein. Charismas Music Ministry will lead us in song, and lunch is included with your registration. Join us on Saturday morning, August the 10th at St. Joachim Catholic Church in Costa Mesa. Register online at spiritfilledhearts.org. That's spiritfilledhearts.org. And we're back. 
one of the people that we were able to interview includes Archbishop Gomez, but we have several of the people that we were talking to. This was a real exciting day. It was a hot day. It was a great day. And I hope that you enjoy hearing from all of the people from throughout Orange County and indeed from the world who came to celebrate this occasion. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this with us on this special edition of Orange County Catholic Radio. And we're just now after the Mass, and with us is Deacon Dan Diesel. Deacon, you got to see the Mass go through all the ceremonies. What did you think? I thought it was absolutely wonderful. I love the symbolisms, the richness of our Catholic heritage, allowing us all the symbols of the Mass were there and introduced. I had to watch it from a video remote. It looked like the bishop got lots of oil on himself. Did you see if he oh got splashed? Goodness. Oh, my goodness. I, I didn't know if he could put any oil on that altar. I was also concerned at the candle lighting, if maybe the oil would have. <laughs> it's great symbolism again. I have never seen that much oil put on an altar before. That was really wonderful. What did you think about the rest of the symbolism of the Mass, especially towards the end when they had the depositing of the body, blood, soul, and divinity in the tabernacle itself. Well, I think it brings to us reality that in every one of our churches is the Christ always living there in the tabernacle. And sometimes because of familiarity, we forget that Jesus' presence is there in the tabernacle and just reminded me of that, how important that is even at our own churches. Deacon, thank you so much for spending some time with us. Thank you. And we're here with Monsignor Doktorczyk. Monsignor, you just came out of the Mass. You were able to see all of the symbolism involved. What was your, what were your impressions? This is the first time I've been to a church dedication, believe it or not. And so it was, and I, of course, I went through the rehearsal we had on Monday. But this is just something else. I mean, it, one thing that really struck me was there's no holy water to begin with. We don't bow to the altar. And all, it's just all, the consecration really means a lot. That You know, dedication, consecration. So... On a more humorous note, did you expect Bishop to use that much oil on the altar? No, I don't. It's, but he, he's generous with the oil when he anoints and all that. So The symbolism was great. Yes, absolutely. What did you think about some of the other activities that went on? The amount of incense that was used to represent prayer, for example. That's really telling, isn't it? Our prayer rising up to God. But not only was it you know, on the altar... But they, you know, we had people, deacons going all the way up to the church. So it's really, really, a, yeah, a place for prayer. I mean, it, it really, you can't miss the symbolism. Monsignor, thank you so much for your time. Have a blessed rest of your day. All right. We're here with Jesus Chacon from Catholic Connect. And you were able to see the opening of the doors. What did that symbolize for you? It was so incredible to see, first of all, just to see all of the priests, the deacons, the bishops, the archbishops, and even some cardinals to be there for such a historic and holy moment. And when the doors officially opened for the cathedral, not only is it just, you know, the cathedral doors itself open, but like Bishop Van said, it's open doors to the heart and the arms of Christ for everyone, not just Catholics, but everyone in this diocese to come in to the arms of Christ with openness. This is a cathedral that used to be a Protestant icon. It was turned over to the diocese with a great deal of blessing from the ministry before us. What did that symbolize to you? I think it symbolizes the unity that Christ desires all of us to have. You know, um, of course, we believe that as Catholics, we live in the fullness of faith. 
but we absolutely also believe that we should be united to our brothers and sisters in Christ um, that are maybe Protestant or of a different denomination. So I think that it's a symbol of Christ's desire for the church to be unified, for his body to, um, you know, not have this, this division between us, but for all to be one body, one heart, and um, one work of God. Beautifully said. Thank you, Gia. Of course. Thank you. We're here with Father Patrick Acompo. Father, you were able to go through this dedication. What did it mean to you? It was an out-of-the-world experience for me. It's a reminder of heaven happening here on earth. So it was a celebration of the saints here on earth and those in heaven and those still on the way to heaven. So There were several symbols that were unique to this kind of a blessing. Which one stood out most for you as, wow, that was absolutely beautiful? Actually, the blessing of the altar and the blessing of the church signifies God coming to be among us. It signifies the incarnation, Jesus coming to be with us. This is the house of God, and we are told that we are supposed to be modeled after this house. We bless the church to be a holy place, which reminds us of the fact that we all are supposed to be holy people, that our lives are supposed to be very good dwelling places for God and for Christ himself. This began with the opening of the church doors and this being a church building that was originally part of a non-Catholic ministry, now a Catholic ministry. Did the opening of the church doors mean anything more to you this time than other times you may have seen it happen? This one was uh, especially unique. It was an expression of providence. I was here last night with, for the evening prayer in preparation for today's celebration. And uh, it was providential that the original owner of this place, Dr. Schuller, took the plan to John Paul II to be blessed. And when it came time for him to relinquish it, he said, I want this place to continue to be a home for Christ forever. Father, thank you so very much for spending some time with us. Thank Blessings you. to you on this day. Thank you. Have a blessed one. Thank you, thank you, you too, Father. We're here with Gabriella Dominic, who's an employee here at the diocese. You had to come, but you had the privilege to come. Yeah. What was your impression? I, I was really happy to be here. such a blessing to be here. I was actually here for the first time in 2002 as a tourist. And to be here uh, at the dedication of Christ Cathedral is so meaningful, and I'm so blessed to be here. You saw some, some unique and beautiful symbolic uh, ceremonies. What stood out for you most? What stood out is the how many cardinals and bishops and just the communion of the church, people, lay and clergy and just the whole community from people from all walks of life are all here and it's very exciting to be here. Ms. Dominic, thank you so much for talking to us. My pleasure. Blessings. We're here with Father Alexi and you are a Greek Catholic priest. Correct. So that's from one of the 17 other rites Within yeah, the Catholic Church is certainly more than the Roman Catholic it Church. It is. It is. Catholic, you are the most dominant, but you're only one church of many united with You deal Rome. with the blue copy canon law. We deal with the green copy canon law. I prefer not to deal with canon law. <laughs> Can't blame you. You just came from a beautiful ceremony of the dedication of the cathedral. What stood out for you most? Oh, I think the reverence and the, the idea of uh, sanctity, of sanctifying space uh, to worship God. Was there any of the rituals that took place, because there were several that are unique to this kind of an event, that had meaning for you, that surprised you perhaps? I also participated in the dedication of the Cathedral of Our Lady of the Angels in Los Angeles, 
maybe 18 years ago now. So I brought back a lot of memories for that, the anointing of the walls with the chrism. I give tours at the cathedral downtown there, so it all came back, made it alive again. That's fantastic. Thank you so much for spending some time with us. Blessings to you this day. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. We're here with Sister John Ellen, who's just come out of the cathedral building after the dedication ceremonies and the mass. What were your impressions of this unique experience? It gives the word awesome a whole new definition. How? What really hit you? Uh, it was chilling. It was uh, inspirational. It was holy. It was sacred. And we were all there praying to our God. And that's what we need so much right now in our world. We get caught up in too many other things. And when I walked into the, ch into the cathedral today and I was with everyone else, it was just about being family, loving God together, and feeling the presence so strongly. It was so well orchestrated. The music was beautiful. There were so many pieces that just went flowed very nicely. So I, I was very happy. I feel very honored to have been there today. I thought it was beautiful. I thought the lines were neat. But I thought that there were some of the ceremonies that I've never seen before that oh. struck me. How wonderful. Was there any one of the ceremonies that oh. you've seen maybe for the first time or maybe uniquely this time that kind of stood out? Well, the, I was kind of involved in one, the Putting, pouring the holy oil on the altar, and then we were able to put the. Is it true that that Bishop Van got more oil on himself than on the altar? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I'll ask him when I see him. <laughs> oh, God bless you both. Thank you so much. Well, thank you so much for spending thank time you, with us. I'm glad you're thank here you, with sister. us. Today. Thank you. Have a blessed rest of your day. Douglas Crosby. And we're here with Bishop Douglas Crosby, who just came out of the cathedral. Bishop, you had a different viewpoint in some ways from some of the other people. What struck you about this, since I'm sure you've seen some of these things before? I haven't really. I've seen a, a, a few uh, dedications of, of churches and uh, one dedication of another cathedral. But this was a remarkable event, and there were so many, so many people involved in, uh, in organizing it. It's so impressive, the building, you know, the transition from an evangelical place of preaching to a Catholic church is something outstanding and they've done a very beautiful job and all the the different the different parts you know all the different parts that made it more and more deeply uh, Catholic and more and more deeply Eucharistic it, it was so evident uh, it was just impressive and the music was glorious so it's it's as close to heaven as we're going to get on earth was there any ceremony other than the the consecration of of uh, Eucharist itself, was there any particular ritual that stood out for you that had special meaning for you? The anointing of the altar was a very beautiful, done very, very well. The bishop didn't spare any sacred chrism. He just <laughs> he just spilled it on the altar. We and were, we uh, were talking about him spilling it on himself too. A little that's right. Well, it was, and I think the people who cleaned it up after got some on themselves. <laughs> but it was a uh, it was impressive. And I think that's what these symbols are supposed to be. They're supposed to be rich and full, and certainly today they very did that tangible. very well. Yeah. Yeah, there's something very touchable about it all. So That's right. Bishop, thank you so much for spending some time thank with you, us. Thank you, thank Welcome you. Welcome to the United States. Congratulations to you. Thank you. Thank you, Bishop. We have another bishop. Bishop, do you have a moment? Thank you very much. We're from the Diocesan Weekly Program, and we're just getting reactions on the way right. out. You are Bishop Higgins, Richard Higgins from the Archdiocese of the Military. Our size is the military, Richard Higgins. Okay. 
We're here with Bishop Richard Higgins from the Archdiocese of the Military, and he is also coming out of our, our ceremonies. What stood out for you today in this Mass? Well, the whole thing was extraordinary, just simply extraordinary. I mean, the music, the choreography, just the atmosphere, the location, I mean, it's phenomenal. It's just phenomenal. It's now, the thing that, always, thing that always uh, touches me is when you anoint the altar. You know, that anointing of the altar, because of the stone of anointing that's in Jerusalem, you know, that just gets to you. You know, that's where the, wow. the body of Christ would have been placed and anointed before he's buried. You know, so when the bishop does that and the way in which he does it, I mean, it is full of meaning. And extraordinary. Extraordinary. But your music, beautiful your box. music is exceptional. And it brought back memories for me because we lost our cathedral in Longford, Ireland about seven or eight years ago to a fire. And they restored it. It took five years to restore it. But I got, was back there for the rededication of it. And I was, I'm the native born bishop from Longford. So I got to do that, you know. Wow. So, and I got to do the similar thing in, for a, a, a bunch of Trappistine nuns in Crozet in Virginia. They dedicated a new chapel and they asked me to do it because, strangely enough, their mother superior was a teenager in my youth group down in Del Rio, Texas. Wow. Yeah, so this is just phenomenal. Well, I want to thank you very much for coming and spending some time with us. It's wonderful for your people. As he said, you know, it's a house for the people. We're with Bishop Emeritus Todd Brown. Yes. You had the privilege of being able to anoint part of the church today. How was that significant for you? It was wonderful because uh, I've looked forward to this uh, completion of this project for many years. So to be a part of the actual dedication ceremony was very important and meaningful to me. Was there any part besides that anointing that stood out for you that I'm sure you've seen these before? Was there anything that really had special meaning? The anointing of the altar. Why did that have such meaning for you? Because because the altar stands for Christ and then there's a wonderful... And the incense goes throughout the entire cathedral. I want to thank you very much for all that you've done in making this happen. Thank you, Bishop. You're most welcome. Blessings. We're with Archbishop Gomez from Los Angeles. Thank you for coming, Archbishop. What stood out for you today in the ceremonies? Uh, well, first of all, it's a, it's a beautiful ceremony and it's a beautiful cathedral. So uh, for me, I think the uh, uh, understanding that this uh, is a place where Christ is going to be forever is just a, a beautiful message, an easy truth. So I think, uh, and also what Bishop Van uh, said, that we are the family of God and we need to be together. So hopefully this will be a central point of the life of the uh, Catholics in the, in the Diocese uh, of Orange. When they were opening the doors, I was thinking about how this has been a non-Catholic church in the past. Did that have any special meaning for you? Oh, absolutely. I, I think it's a sign that, uh, as we know, uh, we are we are uh, one church. I mean, we are open to uh, everybody, and we hope that many people understand the beauty of the Catholic Church that is a living testimony of the life and teachings of our Lord Jesus Christ. Archbishop, I want to thank you so very much for being here and for sharing your thoughts with us. Thank you. Thank you. Blessings to you. We're here with John Kirchy, who has been involved with Catholic ministry as a layperson for quite some time. John, you were able to be at the Mass today. Yes, I was. What stood out to you most? 
the number of people that got to experience it was one thing. The number of people out here that are experiencing it, I thought it was just wonderful. I think the whole the whole mass was beautiful. I wouldn't want to sit through another one every weekend. <laughs> but I told my wife, you only have to do this one time, and it's over with. Yeah. You got to experience several unique ceremonies and rituals. Was there any one that stood out most in your mind as being meaningful to you? Not understanding it exactly, but the cleaning of the altar, I thought, was something that you'd like to understand the ritual behind why they do that, you know. That, I, that was beautiful. He's Bishop certainly spared no oil on either the altar no. or himself. <laughs> no. <laughs> John, thank you so much for, for sharing with us. Thank you, John. <laughs> We're with Father Chris Smith, who is the man of the hour for this parish. You just got through the dedication mass. You got to give part of the homily as a co-homilist. What stood out for you? And I, I guess you could go to a list of like 10 or 20. What stood out for you as being special about this Mass for you? What was really special was seeing the cathedral full of people. And really it was special to see how that light, that filtered light changes. And the, somebody said something afterwards that said it, the cathedral has the intimacy of a chapel and the grandeur of a cathedral. And to see the people of God gathered there for that beautiful liturgy was what it was, uh, was the most special part for me. We got to see a number of ceremonies and rituals that we normally don't see. Was there anyone that stood out for you as being especially special? You know, the one I loved was the incense. The incense. I loved seeing the smoke of the incense rising, the beautiful music that went with it. It's a special incense composed song so it sounded like smoke and the bells and and the the ethereal nature it felt like heaven to me actually but i also love the anointing because that that's really setting something apart for sacred use the anointing of the altar and the walls we were we were talking with a number of people who liked that as well they weren't sure if bishop had more oil on him or on the altar by the time he was done that anointing though is something that sets this apart as a ceremony you only see once in a while in the way that this building is going to be used now that you're your pastor, this used to be a Protestant church. Yes. Is the main significance in its difference or in its continuation? I think the main significance is in its continuation because it began as a place of worship in the name of Jesus Christ. And so we're continuing that with our own traditions and rituals. The continuation to me is what's so beautiful about it. I wish actually there was a ritual that was written for such an occasion, but there probably isn't one because I'm not sure it's been done. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably very true. We will see you now at the the weekend masses, yes. and they're open now for business starting this coming weekend and every weekend thereafter. Every weekend we will have two Saturday evening masses anticipating Sunday and then our a list of schedule of masses on Sunday. I hope you get lots of good rest between now and then. Thank you for sharing some time with us. Thank you. Thank you, Father. And we're here with John Romeri, who just did a beautiful job in making sure that the dedication of this cathedral was blessed with music appropriate to everything that it can possibly hold. John, congratulations. This was beautifully Thank done. Thank you very much. It was my pleasure. It was a lot. It's a, to dedicate a building is a huge thing. And then you add the cathedral on top of it. I've dedicated a few churches, but never a cathedral. So this is a first for me in 46 years of pastoral music. Uh, and we were the first to use the new rite. You know, so that meant we needed new pieces. 
and we needed new compositions for these new texts of the church. That's very true. And so right here, I just happen to have Aha. one of our composers who wrote so much music for us. He wrote the entire Mass. You know, we're the Church of Christ, the Transfiguration. So he wrote the whole Mass, each part based on chant, because he took that chant and transformed it into a modern composition with brass and orchestra and descants and parts. So this is Norman Gowan. Norman Gowan. Hello. Wow. How are you? Yes. I am doing great because I got to enjoy some beautiful, beautiful music that was very transforming, especially in the context of such a, a beautiful mass. Wow. So what was most inspiring about seeing your material perform? Performs the wrong term, <laughs> well, but, no, but engaged like this. Term. We performed and we performed well, well. As a liturgical musician, uh, composer, I don't often get to be in the midst of hearing the orchestra and the full organ uh, uh, perform my work. I'm usually in my studio hearing it back on the computer. <laughs> so it is thrilling and exciting. Um, and I had those opportunities with John when we worked together in Philly. But being in this new space with this new incredible instrument and, and incredible musicians is humbling and extremely gratifying. So well, it was a great, great He wrote not only experience. the mass setting, but he wrote several moments. You know, the, every single different moment of the dedication requires a different psalm and a chant. And so he took the communion chant and wrote the communion piece. He wrote the, the piece when they were lighting all the candles. Wow. So uh, we commissioned nine pieces of new music for this occasion. That and, is fantastic. I'm sure yeah. they're going to be used in a number of different oh, dedications exactly. into the future. It's the gift to the church. But yeah. what was wonderful is it was written for this and then performed within its resonance chamber had to be thrilling for you. Yeah. Just turn your so. ears, you get a slightly different yeah. understanding of yeah. it. Yeah. And I got to crash the party and actually sing in the choir. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't at the rehearsals. The <laughs> Don't tell them that. <laughs> but <laughs> but I suppose can't. if you wrote the music, you probably know how it ought to go. Uh, uh, if I don't, <laughs> I'm in trouble. a few yeah. pieces. Yeah. It was great yeah. to have him. He's, He's a great dear, to be here. dear friend and such a gifted musician. Thank you. Well, Mr. Gowan, thank you so very much thank for you. sharing some time with us. Thank you. It's great to be here and great to great to be able to speak with you. Thanks. Thank you, Mr. Ramirez. You have oh, a blessed rest of your day. My pleasure. I'm Thanks. sure you're going to be floating on cloud nine as you well, finish the rest so. of the day. I hope I float right into tomorrow's evening prayer. <laughs> <laughs> we aren't done yet. No, and then we open for business, this so to speak, weekend. on yeah, the weekend. On the weekend, we have our big parish mass. And then we have a visiting choir from uh, the London Oratory this weekend. So uh, we have a lot going on every day, every week. Priesthood ordination next week. The uh, full Pacific Symphony and Pacific Chorale here doing Beethoven Ninth the next week. Wow. So Thank you so much for giving us so much of this day. My pleasure. Thanks for coming up. Blessings. And we're here with Jean Almarez, and she had the privilege of being able to sing for this mass in the choir. Jean, tell me what stood out for you most being able to sing for this mass? I think the significance and the pageantry of such a beautiful location to be able to be part of that and to know our choirs, we joined two and a half years ago to be able to prepare for this. So it's been years of preparation and how wonderful to see such a glorious sound and a glorious turnout. We were just upstairs talking to the composer for some of the music that you had sung. What was it like to sing things that has never been sung before at any other dedication? It was such an honor, and it, it's so interesting. We talked about living composers because as he was writing, we would get a version, and then two weeks later, it's like, throw that out. We've got something new. Okay, so oh, it, was, it was very exciting, and we felt part of the dynamic process. That's fantastic. How long have you been singing in the choir 
or in the choirs here in the Diocese of Orange? You know, when I was 10, I started singing down at Our Lady Queen of Angels, which is... So about eight or nine years ago. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> so thank you so very much for spending some time with us. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. And we're back with Dan Guzman. We had a chance to talk briefly earlier, and again, we had worked together a long time ago. Dan, I'm very interested. What are your thoughts now that you've gone through this opening mass, this dedication ceremony for this cathedral? Well, I went in, I went in with an open mind. I'll be honest with you. I went in, like I told you, afraid to find opulence and glitz and, and uh, purposeless spending of uh, resources. There was spending, but now with an open mind, the key that made the impression on me was the bishop's message. He said, this is not my house. This is a house for the people. This is a house for the church. Boom. That clears it up. So in my head, all of the art, all of the work, all of that went in is worth it if people find themselves in their house. I I was going to say welcome. No, not welcome. This was worth uh, all the effort if this the people feel that they uh, that it belongs to them. I was impressed by the bones under the altar, the uh, the relics. Thank you. So there was uh, plenty of Vietnamese. Uh, I was sitting among uh, uh, the, the crowd, and uh, I could tell that they felt this was their home. As church, this was their house. Koreans were around me. Uh, plenty of Mexicans uh, cheered for the fact that three Cristero priests are there. Let's not forget the, the North American martyrs. And so all of the immigrants, including the, the, the native people, if they find this to be their house as church, wow. That's my word. Wow. Dan, thank you so much. You're never at a loss for words. No, that's right. Blessings to you. A- amen. See you, see you later, Rick. See you later. Keep it up. We're here with Challenge Roddy, who's a photographer who was uh, in unique positions today to be able to view all the activities that happened. What struck you most about the ceremonies today? Well, it was exciting. It was a long time coming. I've been waiting for this day. And uh, now that it's here, I can tell you as a photographer, there's not one bad angle in this building. No matter what corner you're in, you're going to be seeing something spectacular. I noticed that looking at it on the television screen, the geometry is very interesting. And it really it, it came out nice the way that they redid the outlay of this and the focus that they put on that. What did you think looking through your lens as a photographer? Uh, visually, it's just stunning. It's outstanding. And the lighting, depending on what time of day you're here, makes the building look like an entirely different place. So it's exciting to see visually how much this changes daily, hourly, depending on the lighting, coming through the quatrefoils. You got to look at this from an artistic eye point. What stood out for you that was meaningful to you as you're taking these photographs? Well, the moment after Mass when everybody applauded. That's rare. You don't usually get applause after Mass, and uh, I think everybody was moved to the point where that happened spontaneously today, and I think it's well-deserved. Wow. Thank you so very much. Blessings to you, and thank you for all your photography. Yeah, always happy to be here. Roddy, take care. Thank you, gentlemen. We're here with Armando Cervantes, who works with the diocese. You had a chance to see the Mass. What stood out most for you? You know, I didn't get a chance to be in the Mass. I was actually part of the volunteer team that put together and helped with every ancillary thing that we did during these uh, beautiful and wonderful dedication events. So you were one of the ones that helped make this possible? 
uh, I, I was part of a wonderful group of people in the team who really, who really was, uh, was really wonderful in really showing the love for the community of the Diocese of Orange in this wonderful event. And you saw that coming out of the Mass today. Oh, for sure. I mean, from the very beginning of the morning, you should have seen the energy, just the, the excitement and anticipation for what they were going to see inside. And then seeing them come out with eyes wide open, with smiles on their faces. You're talking about three to four hours being in there. Uh, and I'm thinking, you're not tired yet? And you, they were, they were ecstatic that they had witnessed this historical event. I mean, I, I couldn't be more proud of a, of a diocese and of a community that, that I'm a part of. So, Armando, thank you so much for sharing with us. My pleasure, my pleasure. Good to be with you. Blessings to you. Thank you so much for listening to this very special broadcast of some of the people who were experiencing the opening of Christ Cathedral with us. It was indeed a pleasure for me and for all of the people that were involved in interviewing and being interviewed who were able to share a little bit about this special event. Some people were very excited. Everyone was very touched and moved. And I want to thank you for listening in. If you would like to hear this again or if you would like to share this with somebody else, you can go to Orange County Catholic Radio, OCCatholic.com, and Touch on the radio tab, and we will have all the podcasts available there from our show, and this will be right at the top. Thank you for listening. I'm Rick Howick, your host, and you've been listening to Orange County Catholic Radio, and we have had this very special broadcast from Christ Cathedral and its dedication. Thank you, and God bless. On August 10th, you're invited to St. Joachim Church in Costa Mesa for a Divine Mercy Conference. Join Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry for a day of renewal. Speakers include Deacon Steve Greco, Father Tim Peters, Dr. Elizabeth Kim, and Evangelist Alexis Walkenstein. Charismas Music Ministry will lead us in song, and lunch is included with your registration. Join us on Saturday morning, August the 10th, at St. Joachim Catholic Church in Costa Mesa. Register online at spiritfilledhearts.org. That's spiritfilledhearts.org. Calling Southern California educators. Are you looking for field trip ideas for the 2019-2020 academic year? From now through January 11, 2020, Michelangelo's Sistine Chapel Traveling Exhibit will be in Southern California in the Cultural Center on Christ Cathedral Campus in Orange County. Enjoy viewing each of Michelangelo's frescoes in life-size, up-close, never-before-seen perspective. Explore this stunning artwork at your own pace. Get your tickets now. Go to SistineExhibit.com. Special pricing available for groups. Book now before it's too late. Again, that's SistineExhibit.com. And awaken your curiosity to the innovative and unique interpretation of Michelangelo's timeless masterpiece. Hey everyone, Timree here from Trending with Timree. We're talking about sexual education and so much more. This is a topic as Catholics that we need to be aware of what's being implemented in the school systems because it is overexposing kids too much too soon and quite frankly I'm scandalized just reading about what they're implementing. I have an associate marriage and family therapist on with me this week so make sure to join me for that and more on Trending this Sunday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific here on Relevant Radio. Wherever people enter the 35-acre Christ Cathedral campus, they are greeted by the splendor of our Catholic faith and nowhere more than by celebrating Sunday Mass in our newly dedicated Christ Cathedral or by touring Michelangelo's Sistine Chapel exhibition. 
Christ Cathedral Shop, located off the lobby in the Cathedral Cultural Center, offers inspirations of faith, from Catholic cards to crucifixes, mugs to mouse pads, and sacred art to statues of the saints. Visitors can choose from commemorative items and gifts from a wide array of Catholic Bibles, books, and all things Catholic. Make Christ Cathedral in Garden Grove your destination and visit our Christ Cathedral shop, the shop with something for everyone. Experience Christ Cathedral today. Then share your memories and so much more.